On this episode of First Time Fantasy, I'm going to be doing my own fantasy football awards. If you don't know, you know, the NFL, they have their own awards. They have their MVP, their Offensive Player of the Year, their Defensive Player of the Year, their Offensive Rookie Player of the Year, their Defensive Rookie Player of the Year, their Comeback Player of the Year. So, I'm going to do my own award, but instead of, you know, like, stuff like Defensive Rookie of the Year, I can't do Defensive Rookie of the Year, because you can't have specific defensive players in your fantasy football team, unless, I don't know how it's possible, if you have, like, your own defensive football fantasy league, I don't even know if that's possible, if it is, that's impressive, so, I'm gonna have my own awards on, like, who were the best quarterback of the fantasy football season, who were the best running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, and who, which team was the best defense for your fantasy football team. I'm going to be basing this on PPR league rules. So if you don't do PPR, you know, it'll be different. But this is my, on my own league and on who I think were the best players in each position. Who I think was my fantasy MVP. So let's get it on with the quarterback. There were plenty of amazing quarterbacks in this fantasy football season. There was Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Don Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and the list just goes on. They were all great. You know, Don Brady, you know, he's on contention of the real-life MVP. He had an amazing fantasy season. He might have won you your fantasy league. If he did, congrats. You know, Justin Herbert, he was a rookie last year. He won Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year last year in the real world. And I think he was amazing this year in fantasy. He, I had him in my fantasy, and he definitely carried me. He had a career, he had a fantasy high of 42.82 fantasy points in Week 5 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm not going to lie that I, I benched him. I benched him that week, and that definitely made me lose my fantasy matchup. But... Unfortunately, Justin Herbert nor Tom Brady is my best QB of the fantasy football season. The best fantasy quarterback, in my opinion, and honestly, I think he is the best quarterback for most people. It is Josh Allen. Most people have him ranked one. I have him ranked one. He averaged around 24 fantasy points this season, which is great. His his fantasy high... In performance was 37.22 points in week 3. He's had 1, 2, 3, 4 30 plus point fantasy performances. And what won me here, he had a great regular season in fantasy wise. But in the playoffs for fantasy, he just did great. In week 15, he had 20.80 points in fantasy. In week 16, he had 30.96 points. And in the fantasy football finals in week 17, he had 20.90. Which, honestly, I think the lowest being your 20.80 points in the fantasy playoffs. That's really good. If you didn't win your fantasy football playoffs and you had Josh Allen, oh, I'm sorry for you. Get a better team. I'm just joking. But that is really unfortunate. And now for the running back of the year. Who was the best running back, you may ask? You know, we had amazing running backs this year. 
We had the rookie from Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, who was a beast in fantasy. I had him in fantasy. Definitely carried me in some weeks, but he also had some really low weeks. There's also Austin Eckler, who had was had an amazing year. Jonathan Taylor, who was in, who actually was in talks about winning the actual MVP. And for a running back, that's actually really impressive. You don't really hear much about running backs in the MVP conversation. Joe Mixon had a great year. And surprisingly, James Conner came back from the dead. He had a great fantasy football year. Many people weren't expecting him. But I feel after that Week 9 performance against San Francisco where he got 40.30 playoffs points, fantasy points, he he definitely established himself as like a RB1 caliber running back for fantasy. Or RB2, you know. I mean, RB1, eh. If he didn't have amazing running backs, he was definitely RB1. Unfortunately, he did get injured for weeks. He was he couldn't play for week 16 and week 17, which was unfortunate. He did have only 9 points his last game against the Detroit Lions, who were one of the worst uh, defenses against running backs. They were like, like 29th. He only got 9 points against them. Which is unfortunate. But, yeah, also I had Alan Kamara. He had a decent year. Not really that amazing. Expected more from him. He was like a top 3 pick. Top 5 pick. Top 4 pick in fantasy. He disappointed a lot. He was injured for like 4 weeks. He missed 4 weeks. And then he did come back in week 14. for, And he caught... A nice 24.50 fantasy points. And then in the playoffs, he did horrible, alright? In week 15 against Tampa, he only caught 5.10 points. In week 17 against my week 16 against Miami, sorry, he got 7.90 points. But in the final, he did come back. He got 21 points, which was good. Of course, I mean, anything over 20 points you're going to take. But Alvin Kamara expected it more. From him, only had one thirty plus point game, and that was against Seattle in Week Seven. Leonard Fournette also impressed a lot. Uh, not really, not many people drafted him high. He was like most leagues, you know, like round seven, round eight. He's like really high draft pick. wasn't really wasn't really like talked about. That he did him. He did really good. He did really good. His his fantasy high was 44.10 points, which is amazing, honestly. Like three touchdowns, 100 rushing yards against the Colts, who are ranked but third best against running backs. But, of course, the running back of the year, if you played fantasy, you would know it is Jonathan Taylor. Like, he was in MVP talks. He his his lowest was in week two for six point thirty points, which is awful. He didn't have the best week two or nor week three, but those are only his performances with less than double digits. And we can't if we can um uh, we can't forget that week eleven uh performance with fifty three point forty points, which at the time was the most points 
made by a player in fantasy. Now, for our wide receivers, our best wide receivers, we have Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs, all as contenders. Let's start with Stephon Diggs. Um, he really wasn't that great in fantasy. Like, in some weeks, he did great, but he was, he was average, I guess. Like, he didn't have that, he wasn't constantly scoring that many points. Like, some weeks he had, like, 10 points, 15 points, and then he would get, like, 30, and then he would drop to, like, 18 again, which is not bad, but I expected more from him. Still a great year by him, but, yeah, I, ex I just expected way more for Stefan Diggs. But, yeah. Now, going to Tyreek Hill, he was really overwhelming. Um, In week one, he had 37 points, and then in week two and week three, he didn't even get double digits. And in week four, he did get his fantasy high for 47.60 points against the Eagles. But yeah, I mean, really under overwhelming. Like, he had great games. Like, in week eight, he would have 27-point game, and then he'll go to seven points the next game. And then he'll have two games for 27 points and 20. Then he had the bye week, and then after the bye week, he'll only have four points. Like, not, not, like, really, I mean, I expected more from him. In one of my leagues, he actually went first overall, which was, I don't know why we go first overall and not pick, like, Christian McCaffrey, who's pretty much, like, the unanimous first overall in most people's leagues, who, but speaking about Christian McCaffrey, he was a bust, honestly. Um, But, yeah, the Eric Hill just really underwhelming, overwhelming, underwhelming. Really wasn't that he was he wasn't really an axe factor, like he he would win you weeks and then lose you weeks, so really. That really disappointed by Tyreek Hill. Then we have the rookie Jamar Chase, who did have the most fantasy points by a player with fifty five point sixty in week seventeen, the fantasy finals. I'm not gonna lie, I played him in fantasy finals and definitely lost because of him, I mean. 55 points, that's just insane. Insane. Especially for a rookie. Like, after he... He was, like, people's... Our, our, the wide receiver one. And then he just dropped off after week eight. But then he came back in week 14 with 25 points. And then he just disappointed in week eight with only one point. And then week 16 week 17, he had amazing games. But yeah, week 15, really disappointed from him. But... He came back for week 16 and week 17. So, And now for my top four, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. I'm going to the Justin Jefferson in my fourth. He really he really showed himself on why he was rookie of he was rookie of the year caliber last season, but of course Justin Herbert won it. He had a thousand one thousand six hundred sixty receiving yards with ten touchdowns. Really, he's he's in most people's top three in wide receivers. So, honestly, next season in fantasy, I see him as a first round pick. I have I have actually all these players as first round picks: Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup. They're all first round picks in my eyes. Debo Samuel, honestly, last season he didn't 
he didn't play much last season. So, for people, he wasn't really a high draft pick. He wasn't talked about in, like, essence. Most people's drafts, he was, like, round seven, which is crazy because, like, he, he was wide receiver three in, in fantasy for me, in my eyes, and for most people. Like, he had a career, I mean, a fantasy high of 35.70 this season. Honestly, he's like one of the most versatile players. Is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? I mean, he can play any position really. He can even throw. He can even score passing touchdowns, as you can see in Week 18. He's he scored a passing touchdown, which was great. And now for the top two, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. And my winner for best wide receiver is, of course, Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup. He he averaged. 25 points like his worst performance was in week four against the Cardinals for 11 points and by then the Cardinals were one of the best teams in football of course throughout the year they regressed but in week four they were one of the best teams and 11 points that that's okay but and it was it was a meaningful game it wasn't not meaningful it wasn't a meaningful game it was week four in fantasy I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you guys could have survived with taking an L because of him. And if you guys didn't take an L because of him, well, that's a W. In the first three weeks, he didn't even have less than 20 points. He had 36.80, 30.60, and in week one, he had 23.80 points. So regressing, so declining all the way to 11 points in week four, don't really see a problem with that. And he just carried people in fantasy. I had him in fantasy. He carried me. He, he was like a... If I recall, he was like around five pick, round four, like round six pick. Like he, he wasn't even talked about in like round, in like the third round. It's crazy, unless you were like in a really big fantasy league, of course. And in tight ends, there's Mark Andrews, Kelsey, and Kittle as contenders. Kittle was injured for most of the season. Well, not most of the season. He was injured for like three weeks. That you couldn't use him for four weeks because he had to buy week in week six. And when he came back, he scored 20 points in week nine. And then in that those two weeks, in week 13 and week 14, I thought he was going to be the best fantasy football tight end going, going on. But in week 15, he scored 15 points, which wasn't bad. I would take 15 points any day of the week. But then week 16 and week 17, horrible. If you started him in week 16 and week 17, I am so sorry. If he, if, if you even won in week 16, which is like the semifinals of fantasy playoffs, if you won with him scoring four points, congratulations. Congratulations. But in week 17, if you won with him scoring in the finals of fantasy football playoffs with 4.50, con- congrats to you. You must have a, you must either have Jamar Chase or just have a, godlike team because oh my god he was awful those two weeks like four points after having a fantasy high this season of 39.60 in week 13 and then having 34.10 like two weeks in a row with 30 plus points and then only having four points in your last two games in fantasy football playoffs Oh, he, he was so disappointing in the playoffs. 
So that's why he's in my he's third in my list. And in second I have Travis Kelsey, who didn't really disappoint. He had he did really well. He was like around one pick. And I don't know if he was justified he was around one picks. He had he did decent he did decent, you know. Averaged sixteen points for a tight end. Had a fantasy I have forty one points. In the playoffs he missed he missed week sixteen, which was the semifinals. So that's got a bummer. You got a you had a really good tight end in your bench, or you had to like waiver wire uh tight end. Which in the playoffs there's not really many good waiver wire pickups. So and he did decent in the final with thirteen point forty points. He he was alright. I mean was he a first round pick? Was he like should he have been a first round pick? Uh I would say so. I mean he was like he was like a B in my eyes. A B. I mean, like he should have been like an early second round pick, but first round pick? Oh no. He did have a decent year, but not as good as Mark Andrews, who is the tight end of the year in fantasy. Tight end of the year in real life as well. Like, oh my gosh, he he definitely carried fantasy teams from week 14 to week 16. Week 14 had 28.50 points. Week 15, 35.60. And in week 16, 26.50 points. Sheesh. Honestly, he just carried. And then in week 17, he had 14.90, which he had six receive re- receptions and only 89 receiving yards. If he had a touchdown, oh my gosh, he would have he would have carried again. Of course, that's really what good, but as 14.90 points is not carrying numbers. But yeah, he had a fantasy high this season of 41.70 in week five. Which I didn't have him by then. I saw I did have a player in my fantasy who had Mark Andrews, and just w- watching that game and seeing a tight end c- make a comeback for you in fantasy is just crazy. You don't really see tight ends carry teams in fantasy, but Mark Andrews definitely carried in fantasy for most people. I mean, he had a season low of five points in week one. Which really isn't really much of a meaningful game of fantasy, so it's not that bad. And for kickers, some team, some leagues don't do kickers, some do. And if this is between Daniel Carlson or Nick Folk, and for my kicker of the year, I have Nick Folk. Um, he didn't carry in the fantasy. He didn't do that well in the fantasy football playoffs. He had five points, three points, and eight points, which wasn't great, but. What he had in the regular season from week 7 to week 12, which is beautiful. He could have kept it up in week 13, but the wind, and it really matters about the wind for kickers in fantasy football. If the wind in real life is like really bad, you know, the balls can go anywhere he could miss. But he did pretty well. He got like 6 points in a game where like the wind was going crazy. He didn't even miss any any kicks that game and that's crazy. Daniel Carlson, he's he's a close second. The, he didn't really impress me as much as Nick Folk did. did. Um Nick Folk, he was in most people's rosters, 
So I I believe people he he was he was more consistent than Daniel Carlson. I think it's it's my opinion. So Nick Folk is my kicker of the year for fantasy and for defensive team. Who was the best defense in fantasy at the start? It, for me, it was definitely the Buffalo Bills. It was definitely the Buffalo Bills at the start. Like, they had two weeks. We had, like, 20-plus points. Like, week two, they had 22 points. And then in week four, they had 23 points. And then week five, they had 17 points. So, at the start, I was like, damn. The Buffalo Bills are going to be that team. And they they, they kind of request. They still had... They still did, Good games, but week eleven they got negative four points, negative four. That's just brutal. And then they had week twelve they had eleven points. Week thirteen they had three. And then week fourteen they only had one point. In the playoffs they did all right. Seven points against Carolina, five points against New England, and then eleven points against Atlanta. I mean it, that's pretty good for a defense, but yeah, they were close to the Patriots nor the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are my number two, meaning that the defense of the year is the Cowboys. Listen, the Patriots, I'm pretty sure they had the most points by a defense this fantasy season with 28 points in Week 11. 28 points by a defense? That's just unheard of. Well, it is heard of, but it's really unlikely for a defense to almost get 30 points. And if if someone had... The New England Patriots defense, who had 28 points that game. And Nick Folk, who had 15 points that game. Oh, my days. They could have just won you the game, the, your fantasy matchup alone. Imagine a kicker and a defense winning you a matchup. That's just, that's crazy. But, of course, the defense of the year is the Cowboys. Listen, listen. Week 13 to week 16. Their lowest amount of points was 16. They had two weeks that those out of those four weeks that they had 20 points. Yes, in the fantasy football finals, they had one point. But, I mean, you can't complain about them having only 16 in your, like, quarterfinals. And then in week 16, which is your semifinals, 22 points. That's just crazy. That, 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 was, that one makes me feel that they are the defense of the year for fantasy football this season. And don't get me they they did have a really good start as well. From week one to week six, their lowest was seven points, which was which is alright. I mean anything over seven points for me for a defense is great. Now for my rookie of the year for fantasy, it's it is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, I mean I already talked about him. He had the fantasy high of points this season with 55.16 in Week 17. I mean, you you really can't tell me. You can't tell me into my face that someone like Jalen Waddle or Nigel Harris was better than Jamar Chase. I mean, if you score 55 points, to me, you're you're rookie of the year. You're rookie of the year for fantasy. And he's probably going to win. He is going to win rookie of the year. Offensive Rookie of the Year in real life, so. I mean, it's, it's, some people say it's Najee, some people say it's Mac Jones. Now, it's, it's going to be Jamar Chase. He's going to be the Offensive Rookie of the Year in real life. I'm telling you. 
Now for waiver pickups of the year, you know, untrafted player of the year, you can't tell me that this guy was drafted. He was barely drafted in anybody's league. It's Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, if he was drafted in your league, that's surprising because no one thought he was going to be like the best running back the Atlanta Falcons had. I, he just did it incredible. He had one, two, three 20-point games, 20-plus-point games. In for, for an untrafted player in fantasy, that's pretty great. And he had... He was really consistent, but then he got he got like injured. He missed week ten. He only had four rushing attempts. Week eleven, he couldn't play by injury, and then he was disappointing in the in the playoffs. I'm not gonna lie. Week fifteen, four points. Week sixteen, eight points. Week seventeen, seven points. Really wasn't really a starting caliber player for the playoffs, but in the regular season, he was definitely. RB ones for most teams. He he was he is amazing. And if you picked him up through waivers, you're a lucky guy. You're lucky. And for comeback player of the year, you know it could be Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow or Dak Prescott. They're probably gonna win it in real life. But for comeback player of the year, I mean, it's Steve Samuel. He and the reason for that is because he missed a lot of games last year. He had a good seat when he played. He did good, but he didn't play in many games last year. And this year, he played literally every game. He only missed one game, but he pretty much he played every game except one. And as I said, he was my wide receiver three for the year. And I mean, he's he was really consistent. I remember trying to trade him for like TK Metcalf in the middle and like the start of the year, and thankfully the guy rejected the trade. So I got to give Diva some. I don't know why he would reject that, but I guess he really wanted TK Metcalf, who who was pretty much of a bust. And that that goes to that comes to me to my bust of the year, who disappointed DK Metcalf. He definitely disappointed, but it it has to be. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is definitely the bust of the year. Especially for... Not because, like, he did awful when he played, but because he was so injury-bone. He was, he was the number one pick in everyone's in most people's leagues. And he was just injured. He was just injured from week four to week eight. He missed all those weeks. And then he came back for week eight, week nine. He had 14 points. 26 points and then 24 points. And everyone was happy when he came back. And then he got injured against Miami. And then he just never played again. He got injured. He never played again. Honestly, he's definitely not going to be number one next year. Because it just shows that he's injury prone. Like, he just gets injured. He just gets injured. Like, he only played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Only seven games. It's disappointed. Especially for a number one overall pick. Oh my days! Definitely not over number one pick next year. I can say that, but yeah, I mean, is he a first round pick? Maybe. I, I would say yes. He's definitely a first round pick. But damn, it's just really—he's definitely a bust of the year. I mean, he played great when he played, but he—he he was just injured a lot. And now 
for my fantasy football MVP? Is it Jonathan Taylor? Is it Cooper Cup? Is it Josh Allen? Who is it? It's Cooper Cup. Cooper, it's Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. Cooper. I mean, I just said it when I was talking about my my best wide receiver, uh, Cooper Cup, averaged twenty five points. This year he had one thousand nine hundred forty seven receiving yards and sixteen touchdowns. One thousand nine hundred forty seven. He was so close. He was so close to two thousand yards. I really wanted to to see him get two thousand yards. But damn, one almost two thousand yards for receiving. That's crazy. He just he he was so consistent. He was so he didn't have like a fifty point game that Josh, Jonathan Allen Jonathan Taylor did. But he was just so consistent. Like his his worst game was eleven points. Like he only had two games. No, sorry, three games where he had less than 20 and one of those games he had 18.60 so and last year and he's th- he's also my most improved player like i mean last year he, he had a decent year last year i mean but compared to this year he only had three touchdowns last year so he had three touchdowns and only 974 he had 1000 more touchdown more 1000 more receiving yards this year and yeah he that's why Cooper Cup is my MVP of the fantasy football playoffs. Now that that's it. That's the end of the awards. Thank you for listening. If you listen to the whole thing, thank you. Make sure to like and subscribe on the YouTube. That'll be really appreciated. And thank you for listening. Honestly, this is the first episode of the podcast, and I feel like it's a great one. So comment down below if for any suggestions, but. Yeah, thank you for listening. Much love. Peace.